0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 3 of the podcast. Today we're actually going to be doing something a little different. We're actually going to reading a commentary from Matthew Henry on Luke 17. I read this a uh, little bit of this commentary, and it was humbling, and even brought about repentance. And it, it is truly humbling. And so I want to share that with you guys today. And so what we're going to do is we're, we're going to read out of Luke 17, starting in verse 5. And we will go through this, and then we'll read a little bit of the commentary. So starting in verse 5, it says, And the apostles said unto him, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye might say unto the sycamore tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Verse 7. But which of you having a servant, plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him, By and by, when he has come from the field, Go sit down to meat, And will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith, I may sup? And gird thyself, and serve me, till I have eaten and drunken, and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Verse 9, And he, doeth he think that servant, because he did the things that were commanded him, I trow not. Verse 10, So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. This is a humbling thing, because our flesh, and even the pride that tries to come against us and tempt us, wants us to be somehow High up, it wants us to, to somehow think that God owes us, even though we know He doesn't. The, the devil, the flesh, it tries to come against us to think that somehow you know the Lord should thank us for what is commanded, right? Like we're somehow He's indebted to us in a way. And this is a very powerful verse. It, it reminds us that we are His servants; that we are not the master. He is the master. We are not the authors of our salvation. He is. He is the master who sits on the throne. It is not us. We are His servants we are his servants. He's he's not here he's not a servant to us. He's not indebted to us. He is not he doesn't bow down to us. We bow down to him. And the devil, I'm sure, and the flesh wants to try to do everything in his power and you can see it in the world today, right? It's like we want to be our own gods. And it's not that way. I don't care if you think that you're the your master of your life. You're the master of the universe. It doesn't matter. Christ is the one who sits on the throne. He is the one in whom we serve. And every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to Him that He is Lord, that He, Him, 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 every knee will bow to Him. His knee's not going to bow. Not once will His knee bow to us and say, You are Lord. You are the. No. That ain't what happens, and so Matthew uh, Matthew Henry has a great commentary. I've been reading a little bit of this. Like I said, it's been humbling, and it has truly gave me some repentance. And I will be meditating on this. And like I said, too many times, it just I feel like we go by scriptures. We just read them and we we forget about them instead of meditating on it. And look up the definition of meditating. You know what? Before we keep going any further, let's look at the definition of meditating in the biblical sense. From what I can tell, and you may want to do your own research at this when it comes down to meditate, but there's three different definitions found in the Bible or different places we could use it. we got Haggai, if I'm pronouncing this right in Hebrew, probably not. Uh, It means to murmur uh, by implication, to ponder, imagine, meditate, mourn, mutter, speak, study, talk, utter. We have one from another one here that's Suwash which means to meditate, muse, commune, speak or complain and then we have one from the Greek in the Greek language I guess the New Testament that says to take care of means to take care of resolve in the mind, imagine, premeditate so once again this is open to you going and searching this out for yourself because this is just a little bit of the studies I've done doesn't mean they're right <laughs> but, but so now we're gonna go look at Luke 17 in the commentary that I think just fits this and let's just ponder, let's meditate on this scripture, and what Matthew Henry is saying, because like I said, I think it's profound, it's really great, and it's it's really nice to be able to hear, because it does humble us, and it does make us realize that we are God's servants, but what he says in here, and we'll talk about it after, really affects me, and um, so let's start. It says, It is fit that Christ should be served before us. Make ready wherewith I may sup, and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Doubting Christians say that they cannot give to Christ the glory of His love as they should, because they have not yet obtained that, the comfort of it. But this is wrong. First let Christ have the glory of it. Let us attend Him with our praises, and then we shall eat and drink in the comfort of that love. And in this there is a feast. Christ's servants, when they are to wait upon Him, must gird themselves, must free themselves from everything that is entangling and encumbering, and fit themselves with a close application of mind to go on and go through with their work. They must gird up the loins of their mind, when we have prepared for Christ's entertainment, have made ready wherewith He may up. We must then gird ourselves to attend Him. This is expected from servants, and Christ might require it from us. But he does not insist upon it. He was among his disciples as one that served, and came not as other masters to take state and to be ministered unto, but to minister, witness his washing his disciples' feet. Christ's servants do not so much as merit his thanks for any service they do him. Does he think that servant, does he reckon himself indebted to him for it? No, by no means. No good work of ours can merit anything at the hand of God. We expect God's favor not because we have by our services made Him a debtor to us, but because He has by His promises made Himself a debtor to His own honor. And this we may plead with Him, but cannot sue for a quantum merit according to merit. And I think this is amazing. In this first little bit, and this is what I told you that I've struggled with, There, uh, what I was going to tell you, but this is what I struggle with. Sometimes we wait for these feelings. We wait for it before we do what's right. And I know that may sound crazy to some of you, but but that's what happens. And, you know, here he says in this little bit of commentary that doubting Christians say that they cannot give to Christ the glory of His love as they should because they have not yet obtained the comfort of it. But this is wrong. First, let Christ have the glory of it. Let us attend to Him with our praises, and then we shall eat and drink in the comfort of that love. And I think that's so so amazing. I think it's very amazing how Jesus said it and it puts us it humbles us. It should humble us because yes, we're children of God, yes, we're forgiven. Yes, we're loved, but but that authority, that hierarchy of God, it does not change. He is we are His servants, we are His creation, we are His people we're his pleasure right we're we're, we're to glorify him we're to love him we're to praise him we're to honor him serve him and glorify him and too many times in in america or in the world we we sometimes and i'm telling you the devil and the flesh have to be trying to hit this hard that we're somehow in a higher position than we are Listen, there's great promises and great amazing things that Christ has done that we have through His blood. The reconciliation by Him to God, it's amazing. He calls us His children. But never forget that when we call Him Father and we call Jesus Lord, they to be honored. We must serve Him. And once again, this is kind of speaking to myself because sometimes, as Matthew Henry was saying on this, that's what I do. I wait for the thing before Praise Him anyway. And a matter of fact, my mother used to say this all the time. And I'm like, Mama, don't feel it. Mama, just don't feel it. Do it anyway. Praise Him anyway. Glorify Him anyway. Keep going. I don't care if you feel it or not. In a way, she'd say something close to that. And and this, this is right about what she was saying. And so we, we must work the work Christ has had us to do. And I think probably the enemy would want us to stay defeated like this. He'd want us to stay down like, man, you don't feel it today, do you? So you just don't need to do nothing for Christ. Uh, you don't feel it today, so you know what? You just need to stay in bed. Don't read the Bible. Don't post on your podcast. Don't share scriptures because you just don't feel it. You're not into it today. Don't do it. I mean, that's that's a pretty good lie. It's a pretty easy lie to believe, too. So, you know, th- with this, this is great. Remember that Jesus is our master. He is our master. He is to be praised. Every will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord, not us not us. We won't be bowed down to by God, and He won't call us Lord. We call Him Lord and Master. And so just for a little bit of goodness to this, what He was saying with the washing of feet, let's flip over there and actually see what Jesus said during that. And I'm taking it that a lot of you may be familiar with the Bible, so once again, I'm going to start a little, a little later in the chapter, so if you want to go back and read it, I just go. Go do it. Keep reading. Get a full context of it. But right now, we're going to start in verse 12. He says, So after he washed their feet and taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. Verse 13, Ye call me Lord, master and Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. Verse 14, If I then your Lord and master have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For, verse 15, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And, and, of course, Jesus is doing this whole scene, and, and he says, you, you know, if I don't wash, you have no part of me. But, but look at this. Look at the look at what Christ has done. He took on the form of a servant, and, and, and it's just amazing. But he's still Lord. And he even says it in ver, verse 13. He says, you call me Master and Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. And you know what's pretty amazing when you go through the Gospels is looking how many times Jesus really, you know, he, he, he had he stood up for it. He stood up for it, right? And not that he ever didn't know who he was, but you look at uh, during the garden, whenever Judas comes, you know, one of the I think it I might mean, be John, maybe, maybe it's Matthew, I don't remember, says, you know, who you look for, Jesus, and Ashton. they all fell back. They all fell back when he said, "I." I think he said, "I am He." I mean, because maybe for a moment in time, I, now this is just speculation and I don't know if there's anything to really back this up but maybe for just a moment they felt that full glory (laughs) They felt a good portion of his glory and they all fell down because this is the master and Lord yes Jesus humbled himself yes he did what he did and we we praise him for it but he never stopped being God he will never stop being God look he may have been dead on a cross but he laid down his life He laid, no man took it from him. He said that. No man takes my life. No one takes it. I lay it down. And he took it back up again, didn't he, three days later. And he is forever seated on the throne. He's forever glorified. He will forever be God Almighty. And so this is very humbling to understand this place as we as servants and him as our Lord. And it's hard. And once again, this is coming from a place where, like I told you, when I was reading this, there's going to be some repentance. Because at too many times we, we want to be served by the Lord, but not serve the Lord. And then we listen to the voice of the enemy telling us all kinds of things in the flesh. And that, you know, we just, we sit still. And it's good to get in our minds and understand in our minds that, guess what? We are to serve Him. How, how would you think, in a way, and this is just a... Would throw it all out there at you how would you think if we was a real kingdom on this earth now let's talk about a human ruler right Jesus is way higher than any human ruler but let's think about it for a minute you're a servant and let's go back to the what the middle ages maybe and you're a servant to the king how how do you think if, if one day he calls you the king calls you to do something and you say nah I'm going to lay here in bed and then maybe the next time you say nah I don't want to do that Uh, king will you please get off your throne and and will you go get me some food I wonder how long that servant would stay in, I'm talking about human kingdom how long that servant would be around, I don't know how long he'd have his head for (laughs) so how much more glory and service do we need to do for the Lord and once again this is not for salvation not to earn his merit and earn his favor, he owes us nothing but how much more should we serve our king and serve our lord and our god and our savior how much more and so let this you know maybe this will humble you maybe this will be something that you need to hear today because it was something I need to hear listen this is not what I was going to talk about in this episode of this podcast it was gonna be faith (laughs) as I started reading this I started getting into it and uh, and it's just humbling so let it humble you know we serve our God we serve our Lord and he's given his life for us and here's the here's the most mind-boggling thing that this king who deserves all glory all honor all respect left heaven came down on the form of a man was broken was completely broken his body was broken he was broken he was troubled he suffered and he died and then he rose again on the third day and that's great news but think about this he didn't have to no no one in this world is owed what Christ has done. No one. No one is owed what Christ has done. None of us are. We're all unworthy servants. We're all unworthy creation. We are the ones in the wrong. Like, if you can get this through your head, I think that it may help you a little bit, maybe. I don't know. We're, we've done wrong. When you stand before God, it's, if you're without Christ Jesus more than anybody but you're guilty it's not that you can say well lord i didn't know well lord I you know just i didn't think that was uh, bad it doesn't matter it doesn't matter when you stand you will be guilty and it's your own doing it's your own doing for the wages of sin is death and god will give you those wages but the free gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus our lord and so you're you're to a degree and take this in the right context, I guess, you're responsible. You've sinned, you've fallen short, and this God came down from heaven in the form of a man, walked a sinless perfect life you could never walk, was broken, felt pain, agony, distress that he never had to feel. He had no obligation to human to mankind to do what he'd done, died on that cross, suffered death. Something that, if you're listening to this, you have not yet to suffer. Or maybe you have, came back, I don't know. But more than likely, you have not died before. And yet He rose again on the third day and offered salvation to the broken people. He said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Everything Jesus done and and will continue to do is so worthy of praise from us broken people so if you're a Christian out there how much more should we serve him should we serve him now we could talk on and on about how you know well Lord wants me to do this Lord wants me to do that that's you know that's between you and the Lord but serve him whether or not you feel it or not anybody everybody can make time and here's one of the things here's what is mind-boggling to me I guess in a way too is well I don't have time. This is the thing that you were saved for. This is one of the reasons you were saved. We said we we're saved for good works prepared beforehand. Right? This is why the Lord hasn't saved you. Yes, because He loves you. Yes, because don't mix my words or don't confuse my words. But you have time because it's what you were saved. It's something you're given when you're saved is good works. You have time. If your entertainment and your TV and your Xbox and your phone and Facebook, and you say, well, I've got to do all that, but then serve the Lord. We are saved by the Lord. When the Lord returns in all His glory, the things that came before God in that sense, the bad things that come before God that we've used and we've replaced Him with and what we were created and, and saved to do, I guess in a way you could say, won't matter. Christ will be there for eternity. That Xbox may not be there for eternity. Who knows? Maybe there's Xboxes in heaven. I don't know. But more. But you know who will be there for eternity? Jesus. You know who will be glorified for eternity? Jesus. So let's serve Him. Let's serve Him with the days that we have left. It's looking at the world. It's very little days we have left. So with what time we have left, let's let's humble ourselves and serve, and then we eat and drink. Let's serve, and as Matthew Henry said it in my own life I'm going to serve me when I don't feel it as my mama would used to say this, almost the same thing and that is something I like I said I, I will repent of I do repent of it so serve the Lord understand that he is your master and he is worthy of all praise and glory and just let it humble you let the words of Christ humble all of us the last place, you, he says, I believe, I can't remember the exact wording, so don't hold me to it, but he gives grace to the humble, but resists the proud. Let's humble ourselves before our king, and and not, not that we request something back from him, not that we say, well, God, you owe me something now. No, let's do what he has created us to do. Let's do good, and let's serve, because we're his servants, and he is definitely worthy of it. So until next time, guys, maybe you got something out of it. Go and read these things for yourself. Matthew Henry commentary on Luke 17, and then in Luke 17. So, until next time, guys, take care. This is By the Blood Ministry.